0: Thank you, Zay. Man, it's not every day that you get a, an introduction like that. But I just want to say uh, I love you guys. Uh, what an incredible church. Uh, I love this place. Uh, I'm so blessed to be on staff at just such a, a phenomenal church. Um, so how are you guys doing this week? You guys having a good week? Awesome. I know um, my week has been great because football season has started. Anybody fo- a uh, football fan in the place? Awesome. Well, uh, last night I watched my Nebraska Huskers win. I know I probably would get some crickets after that. No one really cares about that. But they're my team, and they won, and I was excited. I also saw that Penn State won, which maybe, maybe some more uh, cheers there. Um, So I've had a pretty good week. Uh, It's also been a little bit of a a hectic and crazy week. On Wednesday, we had our back-to-school celebration uh, for the youth group, which is a blast. So much fun. Uh, And as Zay and I were setting up on Wednesday, we were going through the field because we had it in the field behind the, the, the sanctuary here. And when we were going through the field, we noticed something. And how many of you know that when you're with Zay and you notice something, you know, it could get interesting, right? So when I was with Zay and we noticed something, what we noticed was a yellow jacket nest. (laughs) Yeah, a yellow jacket nest. How wonderful. Uh, So when we noticed this yellow jacket nest, Zay had the bright idea of, okay, let's soak a hand towel in lighter fluid and then stick this hand towel in this yellow jacket nest and light it on fire. Sounds like a great idea, huh? So we lit this uh, hand towel on fire, had a nice little bonfire going. I mean, all we needed were some s'mores. Uh, we could have had, you know, or some marshmallows. We could have had some s'mores, um, but you just never know what you're going to encounter when you spend time with Zay. Uh, it was pretty funny watching people drive by, and as they're watch or, or they're driving by, we're watching in the window in the office there, and they're just like looking. And I was like, What's, "What? The, what in the world?" There's a, a bonfire going in our parking lot, um, and and the the absolute funniest thing that happened though was um, is there's a guy from the um, just a business over here that was walking to go get mail. And he's you know, just walking just casually, like every day he does this. Uh, and he goes to the mailbox about 50 feet from you know, this bonfire, has no clue, does not even notice. Gets the mail, walks back, and never notices once. Like, how do you not know this fire is burning right there? But you just never know what's going to happen with today. Um, but we had a great night on Wednesday night, uh, just so much fun. We had um, uh water slide kickball, just a great time with the students. Uh, I tell you what, these students are incredible. I know that God has uh, big things in store for these students, and I'm I'm excited to be able to be a part. Um, I've been telling them that we have a a fearless conference coming up on Saturday, September 16th, so I just want to make you guys aware as well. Um, Just Saturday, September 16th, any student that would like to go, um, we're going to go, and just there's a a conference in in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. Um, It'll be a phenomenal speaker, and just a great time just growing uh, as, uh, with our faith in the Lord. So if you want some more information, there's some, maybe some cards at the connection bar. we love all of the students to come that are able to come. So I've been here, like Zay was talking, about two and a half months. Um, and so some of you may not know me super well. Uh, I've not maybe had a chance to meet you. I would love to meet you, love to get to know you. Um, but something that you need to know about me is that I have a love Hate relationship with alarm clocks. Mostly hate, but love hate relationship with alarm clocks. Anybody ever, anybody else in that boat? Yeah, I love hate relationship with alarm clocks. So here's the thing I love my alarm because it is a soft, quiet, you know, it's one of those gentle alarms. It's like when it goes off, you can't hardly tell if it's like the voice of angels waking you up or your alarm. You know, it's just one of those alarms. They just, it's so easy to wake up to you. But also, I hate other people's alarms, okay? Just absolutely hate other people's alarms. You know, the alarms that it's like, you feel like you're getting hit by a truck when they go off. It's like, how? This is just so obnoxious and loud. How can you wake up to that every single day? You know, it may sound something like this. Anybody have that alarm or use that alarm? I absolutely hate that sound. I hate that alarm. Okay, Brandon, you can turn it off now. I hate that alarm. Um, but I had one of my uh, best friend in college, my roommate, for three years, he used this alarm. And he was one of those guys that he would, he wasn't necessarily a morning person, but he decided that he was going to wake up to uh, go work out early in the morning. And, you know, that didn't end up very well. So he decided he was going to set his alarm for 5.30 every morning. Uh, and picture our room, so our room, uh, we uh, had our room in bunk beds, so I was on the top bunk, he was on the bottom bunk, so I'm pretty close to where his alarm is going to go off, and uh, so he sets his alarm for 5.30, it goes off, I'm laying in bed, you hear this obnoxious sound, uh, just thinking, you know, it's been going for a while, he's going to wake up, right? He doesn't wake up, wakes me up, so I have to wiggle in my bed so that he'll wake up and turn his alarm off. I'm thinking, yes, he's going to wake up finally. He can get out of bed. Uh, no, he didn't. He, you know, I, he went back to sleep. About 10 minutes later, you hear this alarm again. So again, I wake up. He doesn't wake up. I have to wiggle in my bed so that he wakes up. This happens four or five times. And then finally, my alarm goes off. You remember the sweet, angelic, like nice alarm? My alarm goes off. I get out of bed and start getting ready. And then finally, he gets up after I do. I'm like, dude why don't you just get up when I get up because this is not working. You're not going to go work out. Uh, You're not going to wake up. So just get up when I get up. But it never failed. Every single day, he uses this alarm. Um, So just when I I think about that, uh, I I realize just how much of uh, a, a person I am that likes routine. Anybody else like routine out there? See, I like routine. I'm someone that I'll eat the same thing for breakfast every day. I'll eat the same snacks every day. I'll eat the same thing before I go to bed every single day. Uh, I like routine. And I, <laughs> I realized how much I uh, do not like change in marriage counseling this week. Uh, we talked about just uh, resisting change. There's a scale. We took this test, Ashton and I did, my fiance. And on one end was how much you resist change. And on the other end was how much you accept change. I was on the end that resisted change, a 7 out of 10. And she was on the other end. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, if you guys didn't know, I'm uh, engaged to be married uh, to Ashton. Uh, she is finishing up her last semester at Evangel University in Springfield, Missouri, and then we're going to get married in December, and then she'll join us, and super pumped for her to join us, but yes, so that's something that I figured out this week, that I resist change and I like routine, but how many of you guys, um, in the routine of life, it's just, I feel like Every single day we have those moments and those tiny moments where it's like, okay, I'm going to wake up, it's, it's normal, I'm going to go, I'm going to get ready for work, I'm going to go drive to work, for some of us we hit traffic, and then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be at work, I'm going to see the same people every single day, and then I'm going to come back home, you know, make dinner, for some of us that have kids, we play with our kids, for other, others of us that don't have kids, maybe we maybe watch like a Netflix series or something, and it's like we go, go to bed and then we do it all over again, right? Yeah? So we have routine. So there's a man in the Bible uh, that has routine as well. Moses uh, has the same routine for 40 years. So how many of you guys know Moses? Anybody know Moses? Okay. Well, I'm going to give you maybe a quick recap of Moses uh, for those of you that don't. So Moses was an Israelite, okay? He's an Israelite in Egypt. So he was a foreigner in Egypt. And he uh, was born... At a time when Pharaoh, the ruler of the land, or the king, didn't like the Israelites because he felt like they were taking over the land. And so the Pharaoh uh, put into place a law that said any male uh, baby that was born must be thrown into the Nile River and put to death. And any female baby that was born was able to live. So when Moses was born, his mom hid him for about three months. And then after hiding him for three months... She could not hide him any longer. So what she had to do is put him in a basket. So he, uh, he floated down the Nile River. And at this time, his older sister watched to see what would happen to her baby brother, to see what would happen to Moses. And so when she watches her baby brother floating down the Nile River, uh, she come, the, the baby Moses, he comes to a, a spot in the river where Pharaoh's daughter is bathing. And so when Pharaoh's daughter is bathing, uh, she she notices this baby and has compassion for this little Israelite boy, and she takes this baby as her own and decides to raise Moses. So we pick up and this is uh, that was Moses when he was a baby, and this is forty years later. We pick up and it says um, in Exodus two eleven. One day after Moses had grown, he went out to where his own people were and watched them at their hard labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. Looking this way and that and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Then Pharaoh heard of this. He tried to kill Moses, but Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in Midian, where he sat down by a well. Now a priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came to draw water and fill the troughs to water their father's flock. Some shepherds came along and drove them away. But Moses got up and came to their rescue and watered their flock. When the girls returned to rule their father, he asked them, why have you returned so early today? They answered, an Egyptian rescued us from shepherds. He even drew water for us and watered the flock. And where is he? Rule asked his daughters. Why did you leave him? Invite him to have something to eat. Moses agreed to stay with the man who gave his daughter Zipporah to Moses in marriage. So in this passage, we see that Moses uh, kills the Egyptian man, and so he has to flee because Pharaoh is trying to kill him. So he flees to, to Midian, where he meets up with these, these, uh, these girls at the well and helps these girls out. And then he goes on to marry one of these girls. So now we're going to fast forward another 40 years. Man, time is flying. So, okay, picture this with me. Everyone close your eyes, all right? Everyone close your eyes. If you uh, don't fall asleep, because you fall asleep, I'll play that alarm clock sound again. But does, Moses is in the desert. He's isolated, uh, feeling afraid and embarrassed. He's feeling like maybe he missed the mark. He's missed where uh, God's calling for his life. He's taking care of sheep. He was a, a baby that was raised up in Pharaoh's palace. So he's raised to be the next king, the next Pharaoh. But now he is tending a flock. He is tending sheep. Okay. All right, you guys can open your eyes. I'm glad none of you fall asleep. Um, So as we read on, it says, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, father-in-law, his priest, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up? When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him within the bush, "Moses, Moses!" And Moses said, "Here I am. Do not come any closer." God said, "Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground." So in this text, we see that Moses is in the, in the desert. He's just tending his flock when all of a sudden appears a, a bush that is burning and a bush that is burning and is not being burnt up. None of the, the edges are singed, nothing. And we see that God, he could have just called out to Moses, maybe in an audible voice, which probably would have been enough, but he uses a bush to get Moses' attention. So God showed up for, for Moses in this. Could you imagine a, being in the desert and all of a sudden seeing a bush on fire, and it's not burning up? The first and most obvious response, I feel like, to this uh, the story is like wow. I mean, look what God has done. Look what He did in the Bible. I mean, I, maybe even you're thinking, I mean, I wish God would do miracles like that even now. Um, but I feel like if that's all we see in this passage, we're missing the big point. Um, if that is the extent of our understanding, we're missing what God is trying to say. Uh, when I was studying this passage and looking at it, if we look a little bit deeper, we see the Hebrew word for Moses—the uh, Hebrew word that Moses used for sea is raha. Can you guys say that? Raha. Raha. Awesome. So raha, and it means to perceive. The Greek word uh, that is used for to see is horeo, which means revelation. And people have studied the passage and have pointed out that the bush had been on fire before Moses recognized it, and that Moses was finally perceiving it that day. It wasn't that he saw with his eyes something new God was doing, it was that he saw something God had been doing all along. So don't miss that. God had been, this is something that God had been doing all along, but now Moses was just seeing it. He was just perceiving that. So I feel like a lot of times uh, in our lives, we live in a box. I feel like a lot of times we live in a box that is normal and familiar. Um... I feel Because, like we talked about earlier, our, our box of normal and familiar, familiarity is something that's like, okay, uh, going to work is normal and familiar. Eating lunch is normal and familiar. We come back and, you know, watching TV in the evenings is normal and familiar. But I feel like a lot of times in our normal and familiar box, we just get comfortable and it gets easy. It's this routine. It's this thing that we're like, we're doing this every single day. I know what to expect. I know exactly what's going to happen. This is simple. This is easy. But I feel like a lot of times, in our normal and familiar box, we may forget God and forget him and what he wants to do in this normal and familiar life. Um, So as I just continue to look at this passage, um, and I was in the middle of preparing this message, uh, I was thinking about how, I feel like at times, we also uh, compartmentalize life. I feel like a lot of times we have, okay, this is my work life, this is maybe my uh, family life, or and, and this is maybe my God and my um, church life. But I feel like the Lord is, is wanting, wanting us and desiring us to, to, to be in everything, so that he wants to be in all of those different compartments. He doesn't want us to compartmentalize life, but he wants to be in and through everything. So as I was just kind of preparing for this message, um, I was going out, just a normal, familiar day. Um... And I was going to Starbucks. I was going to go study and prepare for this message. And as I was at Starbucks, um, just kind of just studying and preparing, all of a sudden a lady from the church walks in. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's interesting. I didn't expect to see anybody that I knew here. Just it was going to be a normal time just studying and preparing for this message. Um, and so she sat down and began to talk a little bit. And I asked her, you know, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Because I mean, her husband wasn't there and nothing like that. Um, and she began to tell me that she found out some, some pretty difficult news today. And she didn't want to go home because she didn't want to face that news. And so I began to just kind of encourage her, pray for her, um, just give her a few hugs. But in that moment, I realized, you know, I'm preparing for this message. When we're, we're, and it talks about the, the bush is always burning. God is always moving. And in this, in this moment, I'm going through this normal, familiar routine of preparing this message and yet God is showing me exactly what I'm trying to preach here. That throughout my normal routine, throughout just doing what I thought was gonna be, you know, pretty simple, pretty convenient, pretty easy, the Lord had something in in plan and in store for that moment. And that he wanted me to, to be used when I was just doing something that was normal and familiar in my routine. In Acts 3, 1 through 10, it says, one day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. So they were on their way to pray to the church. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every single day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Then all of the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. And the first thing that I just noticed looking after this, um, just reading this passage, is it's incredible that Peter w- was willing to slow down. Peter was on his way uh, to the temple, and he wasn't too preoccupied, he wasn't too focused on his destination, although it was a good destination. And that's what hit me this week is it was a good destination. He was going to pray in the temple to God when all of a sudden the Lord stopped him and he was able to pray for this man and heal this man. And and that's what blew me away is that I feel like a lot of times we may be going throughout life and going to maybe even a good destination, but God has other plans. God has something in store for us to be for us a place to be and a a thing to accomplish because God is always moving and he is always at work. I wonder how often we miss the miraculous in our lives because we perceive it as ordinary or we are rushing through life and we miss it. So at this moment, we have a choice. And our choice is we can either choose to be aware of how unaware we've been or we can choose to continue to walk through life and continue to go through our routine as normal and familiar, and that is that. But when I, when I hear, um, just when, when I think of what Moses was accomplishing here, what Moses was doing when he was just in the desert, just going through life, and then all of a sudden, the Lord helped him perceive the bush that was burning. I feel like in our lives, it's the same thing. The Lord is just, he's always at work, he is always moving, and he always has something for us to do, and even if we don't realize it. And so that is my challenge for you guys today is, what if hearing our alarm clock, hearing that alarm go off was not a, ugh, another day? What if it was instead hearing our alarm clock go off was, man, the Lord has something for me to do today. The Lord has encounters that he wants me to encounter today. Because as we saw, the bush is always burning and God is always moving. He's always up to something. Um, if everyone would just stand with me this morning, um, I just have a challenge for you guys. I don't want this to be a church that we hear the word of God and we go away and we think nothing else of it. But I want this to be a church and a place that we hear the word of God and we hear his challenge and hear his, his, um, what he wants us to do and we take action. We, 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 our lives look different after hearing what he wants us to do. So my challenge for you guys this week is to live your routine, live your, your normal life with purpose. Invite God into that normal and familiar box. Because God is desiring to move all throughout your, your week, all throughout your life, even if it's at work, even if it's in your family life, God is desiring to move and he wants to move. So I also have something that's tangible that I have uh, for us to do this week. Um, I feel like as I was preparing for this message, I just began to pray that this next week would be an incredible week and this next week we'd go from this place changed and different. And so we introduced these cards. I have these cards sitting up here in the front. We introduced these cards last week. And it says on them, just a little something to brighten up your day. And so what these cards are for, if you missed it, was they're, they're just to be a blessing. They're just to love on people, to care for people. Um, and as an example, uh, I was able to use one this week. It was kind of cool. I was just uh, on my way driving to Anthony Nixon Park just to pray for this message, to pray for today. When all of a sudden I see... Chris Pringle mowing. I'm like, hey, Chris Pringle. And so I drive by, um, I see him. I wasn't very far from the church. So I come back to the church. Uh, I was like, man, it's hot outside. I'll just give him grab a water for him and some, some, a chocolate bar. And so I drive back and I was going to like, man, I'm just going to, you know, bless Chris today. I just want to, you know, show him some love today. Uh, but I get back there and he's nowhere to be found. I'm like, maybe he's mowing in the backyard. So I went around back, I was like, man, where's Chris at? It's Chris Pringle. How hard can it be to find Chris Pringle? He's huge, right? Uh, So I was a little bit disappointed. So then I, after that, just began to go back to um, my destination where I was going. I was going to go, you know, pray for the message. And as I was praying for the message, I was just kind of walking the trail. It's just, Lord, you know, I I want you to move this week. I I feel like you've laid this message on my heart, and I know that you want to do something. So as I was praying, the Lord just showed me another guy mowing. I don't know what it was with guys mowing, but there was one of the maintenance guys that was mowing the soccer fields. And I was like, okay, you know, you've highlighted this guy to me. I feel like, you know, I want to bless him. So I had the Hershey's, and, and I had the, uh, the water. So I was able to just to go and talk to this guy for a few moments, give him some water and a Hershey's, and uh, his name was Sean. It was cool just, you know, being able to show him a little bit of love, just, you know, show, hey, you know, I appreciate what you do. I care for you. And that was that. And that's what these cards are for. It's just to show the love of Christ um, to these people that are around us every single day. That when we're walking through a routine, when we're walking through life, hey, I notice you. Hey, I feel like the Lord it maybe has laid you on my life, laid you on my heart. Uh, I just want to bless you today. I just want to be a, uh, an encouragement to you today. And so my challenge to you is this. Um, live your routine this week and in your life differently. Live, walk your steps differently knowing that God is always moving and that he's always up to something. And I just have these cards and I just as a response, if you feel led, come in, I have them just kind of dispersed around here. Just pick one of these up and just begin to pray for that person that's going to receive that this week. Begin to just say, God, you know, show me who you want me to give this card to. Show me how you want me to bless someone this week. So as he just continues to pray, Uh, Whoever feels led, just come down and just start praying for your week. Start praying for your routine. Maybe God will show you someone that needs encouragement this week. Maybe God will show you how he wants you to bless someone. But just come and start praying for that that, that person that God lays on your heart. And if you even feel led, grab one of these cards or two of these cards, three of these cards, and just intercede for that person that is going to receive this card this week. So I just want to live our routines differently. I want to live our routines knowing that God is always moving, that he is always up to something. So now I just invite whoever feels led just to come forward as we just kind of end and close here. Just, Lord, we just want to be a blessing this week. And as we just desire to be a blessing, as we just desire to show your love, Father, I pray that you'd show us who you want us to bless in our routines, who you want want us to, to show love to this week, Father. Just have your way in us, I pray, this week, Lord God. Lead us this week, I pray. We intercede for those people that we're going to come across this week, the the, the past that we're going to intercede with, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would just have your way in our hearts this week. Have your way in our routines. Lord, help us to live differently, knowing that you're always moving, that you're always up to something, that you're always orchestrating a plan and a purpose for the ways that we're walking. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for how you wanna move this week, God. Thank you for what you're doing, Jesus. Thank you, God. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. As you have your way this week, God, show us who you want us to, to love today. Lord Jesus, that we live our routines differently. That that alarm clock waking us up every morning would not be a, a bad thing, God, but it would be a thing where we know that you are moving and that you are up to something, and that you want to use this day to glorify yourself, to reach those that maybe do not know him, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you have your way this week, Lord Jesus. That you are always moving, and you are always up to something. Thank you.